Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparking 160 EN podcast. We're on podcast number 64, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And I'm joined by my two good friends, as always. Start uh, starting off with Steph, bro. How are you doing, bro? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. Uh, We won today. Uh, I'm not going to say it was a terrible game. It was actually a pretty good game. We lost against a team that hasn't lost for six games in a row. Uh, So, but there's uh, still room for improvement. Uh, And we'll talk about it in more details. 100%. And we're also joined by my good friend Christian as well. Christian, how you doing, man? Uh, I feel kind of bad, man, because I think that all the shit talking that we did of Luis Philippe uh, on the last pod made him get a serious injury. So now I feel kind of bad because he's he's out. Like we got our wish that he's he's probably not going to play for a while. But I, it's just we're going gonna to have to wait for the severity of the uh, of the injury. But I, I'm not going to lie, I feel kind of you know at least partly responsible for that. <laughs> Don't worry, man. It was it's not our fault. <laughs> Though, you know what? We did put that energy out in the universe, so it might be. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, Luis. <laughs> uh, anyways, let's start off with uh, the great Twitter questions from our great followers. Uh, starting off with Joel Da Silva at Joliel underscore 073. He says, uh, if you can bring back one goalkeeper, one defender, one midfielder, one striker, and one coach, uh, brackets, club legends included, who would you choose? That's a fun question. Uh, Steph, I'll give that one off to you, dude. Or uh, Christian, sorry, I'll give that one off to you. Yeah, I think Steph just dropped that, honestly. He's oh, going to have to get back is. in. Oh, he's back in. Uh, so that's a that's a great question. Um, bring back one goalkeeper, one defender, one midfielder, one striker, and one coach. Club legends included. All right, so bringing back Ronaldo, obviously. You got to. Um, is I'm this gonna... a question for for everybody? Or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Here, I'll share the screen now. Yeah, I would bring in uh, back Andre Cruz as a defense. I'd bring back Laszlo Bologna as the coach. Agreed. Agreed. I would bring um, back Bologna... uh, Jean Jean Mario Figue for midfield. I'm bringing back Ricardo and Nat. That's good. Or Michael. I would bring back. I would bring back Demas. Demas, that's a good, yeah, nice. Actually, that's an even better one. I'll steal that one, Demas. Well, Pedro tail up top, and <laughs> we count Ronaldo as a midfielder. True. I would, I would love Slimani, Lietzan. There's quite, there's a lot, Acosta. There's a lot of choices, you know. Yeah. Even for the uh, center backs, I mean, we have uh, that uh, the Dutch uh, Volks, great mm-hmm. guy, man. Um, so many good choices. When you said we... when you said Dutch, you got you got me scared. I thought you were gonna say Bularus. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was scared for a second. <laughs> even, think of another even, Dutch. Even Paul Bint was a great, <laughs> was a phenomenal, you know, uh, defender. He had Jordanov. I mean. Yeah. My, my brother, my brother just whispered Ziegler. <laughs> Ziegler. He, ju- he just got um, he just got he just got a new, he just got a new deal somewhere. He just moved. I don't know where he moved, but he went somewhere. Oh, sick. Just... <laughs> Let me check that out. Sorry. Oh, he just went to Udinese. Udinese. 
Oh, I think he's been there though. Juskoviak. Oh, they just signed him. They just signed him in definitively. He was on loan. Juskoviak. Yeah. No, I don't. The striker Andrei Juskoviak. He was great with his left foot. Great with his right foot. Great with his uh, headers. He was sapint. Mm. True. So many good choices, man. I mean, better than uh, what we have now. Yeah, Balako. Sure. In, in 10 years, probably the only player we'll ever mention is Bruno. Uh, anyways, let's uh, go on to the next question uh, from Alkshit Youth at Alkshit Youth. He asks, after that tournament and some other good games from Skoglund, um, are you also uh, are you also my opinion that he should? Are you also of my opinion that he should be promoted to out to the U19s? I've never seen him play. Have any of you guys seen the, uh, the young guy named Skoogland? Yes, I've seen right? him. Yeah, he's pretty so good. So what do you think of him, Steph? I think he's pretty good, and I think, yeah, he should be promoted to uh, the uh, under-19. He's talking about the tournament in uh, Saudi Arabia where mm-hmm. we lost the where final lost against, the final. Uh, against Atlético Madrid one nothing. Uh, but they, they did a – they pulled out a great performance uh, – you know, uh, they won, I think, uh, three, four, four games, yeah, out of five. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's a good, he's a good player with a lot of uh, room for improvement. He should be, he should be able to actually be promoted to the under nineteen without a doubt. I mean, he's in the under seventeen, so he should be going to the under nineteen anytime soon. Sure, sure, cool. Um, next question comes in from Nasser at N7 underscore DS7. Um, he asks, out of the players we have right now, what would be the perfect squad in your opinion, excluding Bruno Fernandes since he'll probably leave? Um, also, is there anyone you would remove from our squad who would uh, you promote from U23? Uh, so a loaded question. Um, but Christian, let's try to tackle this. First, who do you think who would you promote from the U twenty threes and remove from our squad? Uh, so I would remove the Bologna players. I would remove, in a perfect world, probably Dumbia. Uh, you know, I think that we can start with the back line. Pretty consensus, I think, of Max, Kawats, Matthew, Risto, Acuna. I mean, I actually did like Borja today, but I'm not going to say he's better than Acuna, you know? <laughs> so it's actually good to have, you know, some depth of the position, especially if you want to put Acuna in an attacking position, you can feel safe with Borja back there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we can go with that back line. Um, do we want to do a 4-4-2 or 4-3-3? Because, truthfully, I think that we have not really good enough options for three midfielders. 4-4-2, right? For an gone. Yeah. Mm. So I would probably say uh, Bataglia um, or Bergansa in theory as a as the CDM, and then um, Wendell as the attacking midfielder, uh, Kamashu Vietu on the wings, and Sporad and I suppose Luis Philippe up top, yeah. or, or Sporad and Pedro Menz up top. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I would go about the same. Um, and last question comes in from David Claudio at David Strife 35 What place will we finish at the end of the season? 
Steph, what do you think, dude? Uh, I think Sporting will finish like uh, I, I put a, uh, a funny tweet about that. And I, <laughs> I think I remember it. <laughs> yeah, the one who said, uh, you know, what do you think will finish? A third, fourth, fifth, or sixth? Yeah. And I said seventh. <laughs> uh, 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 but let's say <laughs> let's. Let's be optimistic, and uh, I think I think we'll finish the uh, fifth. Fifth? Okay. That's, that's optimistic. <laughs> yeah, well, because initially, <laughs> initially I said seventh. So. We're moving <laughs> up. <laughs> I, I don't think we have what it takes because um, it's not just because we got Sporar that uh, we're going to play better. You know, I mean, it takes a whole team to play better, and we're not there at all. And if we do sell Bruno Fernandes, we still have this whole week. Uh, hey, maybe we'll get better because you know we'll talk about today's game, which I was a bit disappointed with Bruno Fernandes with his reactions on the on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we'll talk about it. But you know, I th- I think fifth, but I'm hoping for third. I'm hoping for second, of course, because that that will give us the Champions League, uh, and we're not the third placed uh, in Liga Nos will not go to the Champions League yet. That's in no. 2021, 2022. Because mm-hmm. I saw somebody on Twitter say, "Hey, the third place will give us the the uh, playoffs of uh, the Champions League." No, that's that's not true. That that only be in effect in 2021 and 22. Or 2021. Or is it 21, 22? It's in two years. It's not next season. 20. Yeah, exactly. 21, 22. Yeah, it's not next season. All right. So we'll be playing. Got a shot to play Champions League. You know, in the next couple of years. <laughs> the only way. The only way we can go to the Champions League. There's two ways. Can, can you guys tell me which two ways? Winning Liga Europa. Yeah, exactly. And finishing second or first. We're not going to finish first and second. I don't think so, too. But you never know. Porto is, uh, is in fucking shit now, so. Esenteliense. We're shit, so they're shit, bro. <laughs> Control the opposition. What, exactly. Well, the other Alliance is doing better. True. Yeah, yeah, it's just exactly. one, so, yeah. yeah. I say fourth. I think we're going to finish fourth. Maybe fifth, actually. I think that Braga might finish fourth. Maybe I, I'm saying third. I'm going to be the optimistic one of the group. I'll say we're finishing third, but it wouldn't shock me if a Riwav or a Braga um, surpasses us. Or a Familicão, obviously. But hopefully Familia Kong are now in free fall. So Yeah, um, cool anyways, yeah. anyways uh, let's get off to, to today's game. Um, we played Maritimo at home um, with a Sparar debut earlier than expected. But uh, I'll go through the lineup. We had Luis Maximiliano back in net. Uh, we had Ristovsky, Kwach, Luis Neto, and Borja in defense. Aquina was suspended the last game, and so was Mathieu, of course. Uh, then we had Dumbia, Wendell, and Bruno Fernandes in the midfield with Jesse Rodriguez, uh, Rafael Camacho, and Luis Felipe up top. But Luis Felipe went off in the 15th minute, and Sparar came in, um, making his debut, as I said. And then we also had substitutions of Gonçalo Plata 
in the 62nd minute for Hesse and Jovan Cabral coming back to action uh, for Dumbia in the 70th minute. Uh, Christian, I'll start it off with you, dude. What were your thoughts on today's game? Yeah, I thought we were, you know, pretty clearly the better side today. I thought that Maritimu's defense for most of the game was pretty shambolic. I couldn't decide if I thought that the Iranian goalie was good or if he was horrible. Because um, he was making some saves, but he was also, like, had several calamities. Um, and he's, I mean, they're going to, the goal, their goal that they call back, I mean, that hits him in the fucking hands, and then he drops it. And he almost dropped Bruno Fernandes' free kick into the goal. Yeah. I mean, he was sketchy, but I guess on paper he probably had, like, a, a shit ton of saves. That's why his, his rating was pretty high. But he was sketchy, and so was their defense for most of the game. Um, you know, we had a lot of chances to score. Um, it was kind of sloppy in the finishing department, uh, except for the quads, uh Kawats goal, I suppose that was the nicest finish of the night. Maybe the season. It's a shame it didn't count. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hesse started. He doesn't run after the ball. Um, he he had a he immediately started the game playing like a diagonal ball across the field, like out of bounds, pretty much. Uh, he, he seemed like in the first ten minutes, maybe he he had something to give today. Uh, but he didn't, and obviously ended being subbed off. <laughs> has he has he started and not been subbed off? I don't think he's. Yeah, ever, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's ever started and completed the game. Um, and to be honest, is, his starts are so few and far between too. Yeah, he's, he's had like he's usually off the starts, bench, and he's never gone more than sixty minutes. <laughs> you're talking about exactly. reggaeton boy, reggaeton boy. <laughs> yeah, the reggaetonero. Um, you know, I thought Bruno was kind of being a dick. Uh, he kept shooting from very far out. He did hit the bar in the second half, but he also did have a lot of very nice passes for, for finishes. He set Rostovsky up. He had that chest, that chest uh-huh. and then volley. That would have been a nice goal. Put Plata in, who rounded the keeper, and then the goalie made a nice save. Um, you know, he, he, he had like five or six great, great through balls. Um, you know, Sporad was obviously... It was first minutes kind of thrown into it, coming off the shits the last two days. Tough, tough place to be. Um, and he didn't really do too much, but he did show, you know, a flash a couple times. Hopefully, as he gets more comfortable, um, we'll see some more from him. But I, it did appear that Luis Philippe's injury seems kind of serious. He was he seemed pretty distraught on the bench. So I do think now that there will be more opportunities available for, for Schwodat and and Pedro Menz as well, who wasn't even dressed today. Um, but without without Luis Philippe, there there's now only two strikers on the roster. And last week, if Luis Philippe got hurt, it literally would have been only Pedro Menz. So, you know, believe it or not, the Luis Philippe injury could, uh, you know, hopefully end any deals that are going on or negotiations between Reading and, and Sporting for Pedro Menz. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we got the result. Uh, glad Plata came in. I'm th- I'm glad Jovan came in. I thought they were both exciting and showed some some definite you know potential, some flashes, some 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 flair. Um, and uh, Borja is the unlikely hero who I thought had a pretty good game overall. So you know I guess not too many complaints um, about the game, other than we should have won four one probably. Yeah, fair. Uh, and how about you, Steph? What do you think? Uh, basically, along the lines as uh, as uh, Chris was uh, talking about, 
we we came out blazing. The first half was all sporting. We did pretty good in the first half. Uh, Maritim, uh, they felt the pressure. We we uh, applied high pressure and worked out pretty good. And uh, and you know the only thing that was missing it was goals. Uh, Sporad came in. He had one great chance, but he was uh, pressured by the center back of uh, uh, of um, um, of Maritim and. Uh, he, he got the shot out, but the goalie, you know, uh, did did save it. Um, but he he gave me a good feeling, like wow, he's he's behaving like a, a striker looking for the space, and uh, that was an awesome pass by Bruno Fernandes. Um, and then um, the the play that Kowat uh, scored the goal, uh, indeed uh, they were offside without a doubt. I saw it right away. Didn't have to wait for the VAR. I saw it. So yeah, you no. can see it. you could see it without even the lines. Yes. Yeah, it should have taken yeah. five seconds to review it. Exactly, but you know, the, they the apath they under so much pressure that that uh, the uh, the VAR they're making sure they get the right call uh, because they've been fucking up even with the VAR to be honest. Uh, so they took their time, but. Everybody could see it was an, an offside. You know, I didn't want it to be, of course, but it was. Um, then in the second half, for some reason, we we dropped the lines and uh, Maritim was able to get us uh, in trouble. Uh, even before the first half, like the last 10 minutes, they could have scored. Uh, Maxi pulled up uh, pulled out a great save inside the box. Um, and um, we we went to the first half in a zero-zero result score, so that was uh, that was pretty good considering the fact that we could have been down one nothing if Maxi didn't pull up that save. And then the second half, we fell asleep. Maritim kind of um, got a better control of the ball in midfield, and they start creating some opportunities. Nothing crazy, but some dangerous crosses that Maxi had to get involved. That's why he's there for anyway. But I didn't get why we broke apart in the midfield. Uh, and then um, after the subs, we start playing better. Great goal by Borja. Um, uh, good, good team effort. Bruno Fernandes, you can see he's frustrated. I don't know if it's if he's frustrated with the team, uh, you know, not producing, not, not, not pressing high all the time like, like they should be. Uh, but a lot of times I saw him complaining a lot with his teammates and sometimes that's not a good thing because you know like Plata at one point he, he missed an easy pass to him he would have been you know all alone and he, he complained so much that even Plata felt like shit you know and let's not forget that he's only 18 years old so he's going to make these mistakes he's a good kid full of potential uh, I don't know I think I think he, I smell it like he's a short timer and he's easily getting upset with little things like that, and he shouldn't. He took a lot of, you know, um, a, a lot of shots from outside the box, like Chris said, and some of them were, were not even close to, to target. Um, and I, I found him a little bit selfish at times when he could have been playing as more as a team than taking his own initiative. Of course, I want that from him, but some players, it was like, whoa, the guy on your left was was in the bed, he could have passed the ball. He, he could have, uh, you know, maybe scored. And and I don't know. I like Bruno Fernandes. I'm not saying, you know, 
I don't like him, but I just find him a little bit like his his patience is running out. Uh, let's put it this way. I hope that um, if he stays, that's a good thing. But if he gets sold, I think we have solutions. I don't think it's the end of the world. I think the team, as a team, will get together and and will will play uh, more as a team instead of focusing on one player. Well, they'll have to anyway. They'll have no other choice. But, you know, to wrap it up, uh, if Brunfeldt doesn't get sold, I think maybe Acuna will. Uh, or even Wendell, if if uh, they show the show the, the the money that Sporting is asking for, uh, I think Sporting will sell one of those three because they need money. That's it. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, my quick sense on the game: I thought Luis Max had one of his best games uh, so far in a Sporting shirt. It has to be said, um, though I'm he saved so I'm, that one. Well, the one goal, like, where the guy got through. The 37th minute or some shit Nat- like that, right? Yeah, Neto, like, half-assed it. The guy was literally mm-hmm. right in front of the net. Max made a great save. Huge save. Uh, among others, I think I can think of maybe two, three saves today that kept us in the game. Um, there was only one thing that pissed me off, which was um, the second half when there was a team that player who got by, like, three, four players, uh, including Max. And then uh, Ristovsky had to like, boot it off off the ah, line or some yeah, shit like that. That was, that was something weird. where I don't know why Max went with his feet rather than his hands. But um, whatever. Aside from that, like I was going to say, I think uh, Max, you know, has really stepped up. Uh, I'm, I'm always open to, like, you know, giving the kid some time. But, you know, has to also give him some criticism. His last few games, he let in some stupid mistakes, including the Porto game, for example. Um, but so I'm glad to see him already evolving in front of us and already pulling up some big saves that helped us win today. Uh, um, and we need to see more Plata and more uh, Jovan. Uh, Jovan coming back from an injury, so fair enough. But when he was available, we, he wasn't getting a lot of burn, uh, especially under Kaiser and even Pizzedo. Um And I'm not too sure if he was healthy by the time Silja was in or not. But anyways... Uh, with Plata, my only thing is you see from the kid is his inexperience. You know what I mean? And you only fix inexperience with experience. So we need to give the kid more run, um, yep. more burn. Because yep. the way That's he it. the way he placed that Maritimo player on his ass today was a sight to behold. Um, but yeah, Agreed. aside from that, Agreed. yeah, aside from that, I, I like Sparar. and uh, and yeah, let's go quickly into just some moments on the game. Uh, we talked about the first offside. Nothing a lot to talk about either, anyways. Um, it, it was a clear offside. Um, but how about the goal that Kamashu scored um, that was called a foul on Sporar, Steph? What, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, that was a foul. Um, I think they was... called it for Wendell offside, technically, to be honest. I, I thought it was the push, and really? I watched Now I think it's Wendell offside screening the goalie because he doesn't actually touch it. He is offside. Does he affect the play? I don't know. I don't think so, to be honest. I really don't. Mm. When, when um, I was but... watching this, yeah, maybe, maybe. When I was watching the game on Sporting TV, on Sport TV they, they were saying that it was put out that push, pushed uh, the center back in the back. Oh, really? I was yeah. watching on, uh, on, the, uh, on the Spanish channel. Oh. Um, and they were not sure what they. What oh, it was, Wendell but, doesn't even go for the ball. But but he is offside, and 
and he is he screening the goalie? Is that why he dropped it? Because the Sparrow push that has no effect on the play. I don't think. Right? No, How it does doesn't. that affect the play at all? And to me, I don't think there's much of a push in there, but I, I maybe I might have just not seen the right angle yet. Um, here, I'm watching the Wendell one right now. Oh, that's their the goal right now. That's tough. If it if that's for Wendell, that's pretty stupid because Benfica scored think... a goal this this weekend that was clearly offside, but the player didn't touch it, but he clearly went for the ball. You know, so if we got hard done by by Wendell. That's a joke. No, it it was put out because you could see it's put out because they kept on watching that replay. Uh, mm. he, he pushed him in the the center back. He did. I mean, you could see both hands pushing him. Um, and they, you know, now there's a VAR. But the funny thing with the VAR is like this: when it's against Sporting, they see everything. When it mm. when it's specific clubs, they don't see shit. That's what bothers me. I don't Agreed. mind that. I don't mind that you canceled the goal because, you know, I could see it. But then certain clubs, they benefit from the VAR and they talk about the intensity of the push. And I tell myself, what the fuck? When it's my sport thing, we get every fucking call against us. But certain clubs, uh, no intensidade foi pouca, foi por isso que não foi considerado falta e o gol foi validado. Ah, vai na puta que pariu, Seriously, that gets me upset because it's, it's, listen, to be totally honest, the best, the best plantel in Portugal, it is Benfica. They have different weapons than we do. I mean, Bruno Lage, they look at their bench and they say, wow, they can, they can have some great substitutions. We look at our bench, and it's it's kind of shady. Uh, I mean, it's looking better now with Jovan Cabral coming back and Plata being giving minutes. Camacho now starts, and Sporar now is is here and Pedro Mendes. So it's looking better. I'll, I'll give it this much. But uh, we all agree that Benfica is a better team. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But when I, they, and I, I mean that doesn't when, mean that doesn't mean anything now. Exactly. But when <laughs> they're they better than a ninth grade soccer team. But when they struggle in certain games, what happens? They get the calls that we don't get. Like, they struggle against Abs, They struggle against Guimarães. You know, that's the last two games I remember. Maybe I'm pretty sure there's more. And they got the calls in the Portuguese League. Because in the Champions League, nada. So, you know, and that's what gets me upset about the VAR. They're not being fair square, like fair and square across the board. They should make the same call they make against Sporting on the next Mifika game, on the next Porto game, on the next Braga game, on the next Guimarães game. That's the way it should be. If you see it this way against Sporting, then when there's a similar play against Team A, B, C, and D, then call it the same way. And that's where the VR is fucking up in Portugal. And it's not working in Portugal. But it's the only country that's not working because every other country is actually... Actually, phenomenal. Though the English kind of hate it, <laughs> but uh, the English yeah. are doing the offsides like fucking idiots. I mean, we are too. I mean, to be honest, that Vinicius goal that got ruled out for being four centimeters offside. I mean, you don't even have yeah. a, a straight line angle at it. That was the first call that, that went ridiculous. against Benfica all season. <laughs> That's probably the first call that's went against Benfica in a long time too. <laughs> they got to sprinkle one in every season to like. Of course, because they get uh, okay one call against them, but they still won, didn't they? 
Yeah, they did win, and they also benefited from a controversial call yeah. later on. And a PK so, uh, that went against them that was uncalled, but whatever. It's, uh, it's like we say in the Portuguese, Giria, Sopharo English, Vic. Anyways, what was another? I'm trying to think of the other opportunity I wanted to talk about uh, in this game. Um, let me quickly surf through highlights. But don't get me wrong, they've been consistent, they've been the better team so far, so Porto's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not because, uh, I'm not saying that uh, every game they win it's with favors, it's not the case at all. Some games they win because they fucking demolished uh, the defenses, they they have a great, uh, you know, uh, attack, uh, they do. No, for sure they do, but but like you were saying, they, they do get the help, like... Uh, even even Chris said it now. They they had a I forgot about it. They had a penalty that wasn't called towards them. Their second goal is offside. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's a little shitty. Um, but anyways, yeah. I guess the only other talking point on this game um, would be uh, Sparar. Uh, Steph, you already talked a bit about him and and how much you know he's still uh, there's a lot of work needed to be done. Obviously, he just joined the team. Apparently, he had uh, he had some. Some I don't know if it was a stomach flu or some sort of uh, stomach issue. Um, the shit. Yeah, the shits. Yeah. Sorry. Politically correct. I don't know why. <laughs> he had the shits before the game. <laughs> he was probably nervous or something. But Christian, what did you think? Uh, what do you think of Sparar? Yeah, I um, I thought that. To be honest, I thought he was gonna be a little bit faster. It definitely looked a little faster on YouTube. Maybe these Slovakian defenders are slower. But because he had one or two like semi breakaways, it didn't really look like he had incredible big breakaway speed. But I mean, it looked better than the guy he came on for speed. Um, and and yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, he's the fastest striker we've had in years. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, his movement off the ball impressed me. Like I, he, he, you can yeah. tell like when when they're running towards the ball, like when when Sporting's running like on a, on the break, like. He's constantly looking for that angle to, to like slip through. Um, you know, I think his movement off the ball is, is going to be way better than Luis Philippe's. Um, the second finish he had where he kind of shanked it with his left foot and then wanted a PK, um, that wasn't great. But the, the first chance that he had right after coming on, um, that's a, a tight angle that you forced the keeper into a save. Um, so, I mean, it was a quiet day for him, but, you know, uh, definitely, you know, not, you know, I'm not out on him or anything like that. Um, I'm just, you know, I think hopefully that's just, you know, the beginning of, of some good stuff. And hopefully he'll, you know, I think he'd be starting going forward. Um, you know, I assume Luis Philippe's going to be out for, for a little bit. I hope it's not like an ACL or anything like that. I hope it's just a sprain. Um, but you'd have to assume he's probably out for at least a month. Yeah, true. The way he went off. Yeah, he, his knee, like his knee bent weirdly. You never want to see that. Mm. Yeah, luckily I haven't I haven't seen the uh, the video as of yet. I, I kind of missed that part of the game, um, but yeah, agreed. Um, all right, and and I guess the last talking point um, that we'll go into is is a bit outside of the game um, was the spectators. The worst um, attendance is it? Am, am I am I saying this right? It's the worst attendance in club history. No, it's attendance? the worst attendance in the decade. It is definitely not the worst mm. in club history because we've had tasks of the league games that have been lower, but it's the worst league attendance in the last decade, at least. Jesus. I was seeing now uh, the worst home attendance in just two years ago 
in 2017, 2018 was 38,000. Uh, mm-hmm. today we had, today we had 12. Um, so, uh, I mean, it, it's very indicative of, 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 um, you it's know, the, worst the current period of the club. Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot to do with the poor leadership that we have now and people don't want to talk about it, but you know, it's, uh, and before we go on with uh, everything else, I just wanted to, uh, mention that, uh, uh, what a tragic loss with Kobe Bryant and his daughter mm-hmm. and um, and the seven other uh, passengers on board the, the helicopter crash. So um, our condolences from uh, Sporting 160 and to their families. Uh, I mean, I'm, I meant to say it at the beginning of the podcast, but then it just came up. So this guy was a, a great, uh, great athlete, but also a great father, great husband, and great human being, and then he'll be missed. Mm-hmm. For sure, Black Mama forever. He's a uh, he's a local guy for me and Steph. He's from Lower Marion, which yeah. is you know just up yeah, the road sure. from both of us. So it's he was a little an too e- close. Eagles to home. fan, yeah. yeah. Eagles fan, yeah. yeah. So tragedy. So mm-hmm. guys, don't forget, live your life, have fun. It could, could sure. happen to any of us, you know. Sure. Um, but you know, going back to our podcast, go on, guys. Yeah, no, Steph, I was just wondering um, your thoughts on, on the poor attendance and how much of um, our, our war with the clocks do you think, um, you know, pertains to, to, the, to the low turnout today? Um, you, know, you know what? Let's talk about that. So, uh, but before that, uh, I meant to say that uh, if we could bring back a couple of coaches, I would love to see uh, uh, Bob uh, Robinson back. That the one we shipped away to Porto. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Bobby Robinson. Bobby Robinson. He was our coach, and uh, he went to Porto, and they won the championship that year. And Um, he took Jose Mourinho with with him, too. Don't don't forget, he met Jose here. Yeah. And another coach that I'm pretty sure it's not even, we're not even born, but he was one of the best coaches in in our history was uh, Joseph uh, uh, Zasbo. Uh, so uh, in the 19, uh, uh, 19, from 1937 to 1944, one of the best coaches we ever had. Uh, but going back to, uh, to the attendance, well, that's a reflection of the poor leadership that we have. Um, and this will go on for a while because uh, the sporting geeses, they're not forgetful. They, they remember what Verander what say, they remember what he does. They remember all these promises and every promise that he broke. And it's a reflection of what's going on in the soccer team. Uh, but o- also it's affecting the modalities. Um, our ladies just lost this weekend 2 nothing against Braga uh, for the Portuguese Cup. It, it, it starts going down the, the, the chain of command. Um, when he doesn't show up to support the ladies, when he doesn't show up, show up to support the modalities because he's afraid of the reaction of the fans. That's why he's not showing up. Because people say, oh, he's not going over there because over there he's afraid he's going to be insulted. So that's why he's not showing up. But if I was, let's say I'm Frederic Verandes today, my number one priority would be to enter a dialogue with these clocks 
I agree that the clacks, you know, they shouldn't be allowed to curse at people. Nevertheless, you know, it, and anybody, you're there to support the team. You're not there to to say filha da puta and say masque. I mean, if you see a play and he misses the goal and you say four, that's that's one thing. I, I get that, but strictly pointing a finger at somebody as um filha da puta and presses um vaso um caralho. That shit has to stop because, like we spoke about, there's females uh, watching the games more and more nowadays. There's a lot of kids, so you're affecting everyone. So the family, the sporting families, what they're seeing is, why am I spending my money to go to a stadium in a dangerous environment where my kid could be hit by a fucking uh, a flashlight? Or forget, I don't want that kind of uh, you know environment for my kids, or for my wife, or for my niece, or for my little cousin, or for my aunt, or my mother. So people, they start going away. So that's the number one thing I would do if I was president for the Fernandes. I would try to make peace with the clocks. I'm not saying to give them everything for free. I don't agree on that either. But you could certainly give them a discount. Uh, why why discount to the clocks? Because they go there every game. They they actually put a lot of they spend a lot of money in the uh, in the flags and uh, everything they they buy out of their own pocket. Uh, if the club was helping them, that's one thing in the past. But for the Liverpool, they stop all that. But you would have to come to a common ground with them with them and and, and start to make peace with them. If he doesn't go that route. It's going to be a long t- last two years for him, very long, because as you can see, without the clocks today, the stadium was empty. So Curva Sul estava estava cheia, como costumava sempre estar cheia. Then the stadium looks better because the clocks they call other people to come and see the game, but the disbelief of of the Sportingistas is so big, so big. Even the ones that voted for Verandas. They don't want to even bother going to the stadium. They don't want to bother to go to the stadium. The clocks, you know, they're not going to the stadium either. That's that's even reflects the the bankers' speeders even more. And until he doesn't find a way to to unify with Portuguese, he's fucked. He's basically fucked. And in the process of all this, our club is fucked. Because when when the stadium is full, when you have, I think the average for Bruno Carvalho, and I'm talking about Bruno Carvalho because he was the last president. We could go back mm-hmm. and talk about Gudin Lopes and all the other ones, but I remember this this one because it's fresh in my mind. It's not because it was Bruno Carvalho, but the average attendance was like, if I'm not mistaken, forty two thousand forty three per game uh, on league games. Because that's that's the league. It's always less. There's no. Yeah, I think yeah. you're correct, Steph. Yeah. So it dropped. To what? What was today's attendance? Twelve thousand. Oh, Twelve thousand seven hundred. Yeah, that's really bad. We we dropped. We dropped. Wow. I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna dig for that correct thing. <laughs> As of right now. There has been no league game since 2009 that has had that low. Yeah. To find an attendance lower than that, you'd have to go yeah. to the Liga and stuff. But I'm, league, I'm talking league games. Like, I might have to go back to, like, the 90s. Like, the data might not even exist. 
that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that and that's the problem when you, when you shit on the clocks. You know, the clocks they it's all together. What would you say, like three thousand or more clock members when they get all more, way more. more. Okay, way more. There I'm going to say eight thousand. Okay. Probably. So we're talking about. What do you think, Maybe less. Maybe yeah. How many this, seats is in the curve of soul? Decent amount. Uh, it's three clocks, no? Uh, uh, four. Four. Ju vinte lunina, brigada. Diretivo. Diretivo e qual é a quarta? Brigada. Okay, so there it is. So they had a few people. That's it. Everybody else said, "No, I'm not going to bother anymore," because they've been insulted. They can come in with their fucking cascois. Scarves, T-shirts, saying Juventudilina, Directive 21, Brigada. They basically saying, that's it, you're done. They have the cops telling them, you know, don't bring this and this and that. But then the other clocks from the other clocks can bring everything. It, it, it's very insulting. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, the, the only solution is, is, uh, is for, for President Frick Fernandes to, to get, get together with this posse. And say, listen, we need to find a way to get our sporting pieces. I don't even know if he if he can do it anymore. It might be too late, but it's worth it. Yeah, he's he's fucked. He's, he's I mean, I guess you can always. It's never too late to do the right thing, but he has dug himself a hole. Big one. Yeah. I mean, so better sooner than later. Then you know what I mean. He should start yeah. now. He should start showing up on TV on Sporting TV. We have the. The capability on 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 the uh, sporting uh, uh, journal newspaper and start you know and and start scheduling me meetings with the clocks and 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 talking to them. Listen, this is the president. You don't have to talk to all the members, but each clock as a president. So talk to them and the ones that have the most influence and get them together and say, listen, let's let's talk about this. Yes, I will give you a discount no, no, no game box because they do deserve it. I'm a strong believer that they do deserve it. You know, you need to fix that. You need to fix first the clocks. Once the clocks, they say, okay, so tell us what you want from us. Okay, hey, there's no need for very lights. You know, only in Portugal you see that shit, you know, but you see the media they they i hate the portuguese media they're so fake they you could say they did you see what they wrote in record that i stashed did you Clarkavi. see what they wrote? Oh, my god man i have never seen anything that ridiculous in my whole it's life so they said basically that sporting what they didn't have a lot and i agree with them it was it was uncalled for yeah, and it wasn't called for all the very lights you couldn't see at one point it was dark Smoke all over. I agree. Then we figured the same thing in Pas Forres. The E Kubunit Vera Clark do we figure the Kalamaneda? What the fuck? Are you kidding me? That that rubbed me the wrong way. And that's again, you know, let's be serious. It's not the Fika's fault of the fans because they're allowing them and they say, hey, that was a good thing. Luis Filipiere is doing a better job than Frederic Fernandes. Let's let's be honest. He has a path, Federação, Liga, in his pocket, and Justiça Portuguesa in his pocket. He can do whatever he wants, and he gets away with it. But why why would I say filha da puta do Luis Filipiere? 
Actually, I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually, I consider that guy a very smart individual. He's I a master he of his trade. Fucking yeah, bro. And I wish he was our president. He's not. He was once a socio, but he's not our president. But because our pre with this president we have now, we're not going to go anywhere. Forget about it. We're not going to go anywhere. He doesn't have the maliciousness, the wisdom as Luis Felipe And he's still behind Pinta Costa, even though Pinta Costa is uh, two steps behind because he's getting old. And uh, Salvador is actually better than fucking uh, Frederic Verandes. He doesn't know what to do. It's too much of a big club for him. If he if he's really a Sportingista, he should ask for to, to quit. He should say, I give up. It's not going to get any better, Danny. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, and, and and Christian, uh, what about your um, your quick thoughts on also on the, today's attendance and and even on on what Steph just mentioned as right now with the clocks as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know the 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 path that he's chosen to go down. He's 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 too far down it to to change course at, at this point and. I don't think that even if he wanted to, even if changing course was an option for him, I don't think that he would. Um, I, there are people, there are people, you know, you have to make a judgment call. It's like, are they doing this thing that is, you know, universally accepted as bad because they are, think that they're going to benefit for, from it because they, they're just doing it for, you know, whatever is politically expedient for them or whatever, or if they actually believe in it. Um, and I think that it's getting to the point now where I think he's drank the, his own Kool-Aid enough that I think that he actually believes in what he's doing and he, he believes in his shitty project, um, which is honestly almost is probably worse than if he, you know, I'm just doing this because I think it's good for me. Um, because if, <laughs> if the things that he was doing were actually good for him, then he would be experiencing success and there wouldn't potentially be an AG getting scheduled for his dismissal vote. Um, <laughs> so I just, I just want this nightmare, um, to be over and I, I'm not naive enough to think that, you know, oh, we get him out and then, you know, we're, 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 we're competing for the title the day after he's gone, you know, it's not going to work like that. Um, but the thing is, is we can't even really start the process of building up an actual team again until he's gone. Um, because clearly what he's demonstrated is that he will, he's not able to build a team. His, his staff that he's assembled is incompetent. And, I mean, the last season and the last three transfer windows are, are evidenced. Um, I, I, need, I don't need to see any more. I've seen enough. Yeah. I've been convinced, you know. So... Yeah, it's just it's just shitty, and um, it'll be interesting to see um, you know what happens next. I mean, there's a string of tough games. Obviously, we get we got back into third um, tonight, but I mean, then it's Braga at Braga, Portimonense, um, Riuav, then Famalicão. I mean, that's tough running games right there. Those are some spots. Those are games against teams that are in the three, four, five spots against us. Um, so, you know, I, by the end of February, um, you know, we'll, we'll be, we'll have a better idea of what, what the table is going to look like because we're going to, there's a lot of teams playing each other in those, in those, you know, fringy Euro European spots, I would call it. Yeah. 
And uh, last thing on Verendas, I'll ask both of you, uh, was um, the Bruno, it's not really about Verendas, but the Bruno Carvalho um, saying that he'd love to go to the to be the head of the Saad um, for free and that the only compensation Spartan would ever give him is if uh, we won a league title with him at the helm. Um, Steph, what are your thoughts on this? Is this a, ma- a desperate man? Is this a guy knowing what he's saying? Is this a is this something you would even want? Um, is this just a waste of time because it's obvious Verandas and his other leadership would definitely not go for this? Yeah, no, de- definitely it's not going to happen. It's something that uh, Brun Carvalho just said out of his heart. You know, he's just uh, demonstrating how much he loves the club, but he's not even a social sporting anymore. Uh, he's um, there's no way he can. He's broken still. Is he's got a long way to go. Uh, if I was Bruno Carvalho, I would just try to fix my personal life first, and then maybe in a couple years from now, you know, do another run. Uh, but for the time being, it's way too fresh in everybody's minds. Uh, what happened in Alkshit? And uh, there's a good amount of sporting that do blame him for that. And then if you if you sit down and, and you cool off and you know I've always you know liked Brun Carvalho a lot. I became a socio under him. Um, you know, but if you sit down and and then you you really t- take a deep breath and you think about it, it was under his, his administration that it happened. So let's say if he wasn't involved uh, with it. He's still responsible because mm-hmm. that was that was his. He's permanently associated with it. Forever. He's permanently exactly. associated forever. Yeah. So that that's a tough, uh, you know, speed bump to overcome, if if you can ever overcome that. So I don't think he'll ever be uh, the sad president or president sporting, at least not anytime soon. Maybe later. Maybe later. But I really doubt that. Uh, Sporting pieces, that's one thing I like about my people is we don't forget things. Uh, even though I, I love the man, which I did, um, maybe he shouldn't have got involved with Joanna. I think that was his downfall when he got involved with her. Um, he changed. He completely changed. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't have the kind of information, but he... he he changed from a demeanor that I liked so much, which he, he controlled his emotions, and he was able to transmit the passion he had for the club. And then towards the end, he, he, lo- he lost his cool, and he was just firing all directions. It was like, wow. You know, at one point, he, saw, he was even helping Befica with certain of his, uh, uh, you know, flash interviews when... Uh, the newspaper was talking about Befica emails and Befica vouchers. He would come up with a fucking flash interview and he would help them out, you know, taking them out of the spotlight. So, and I remember this clearly. I'm like, what the hell are yeah. you doing? You know? So, I yeah, I don't think he'll ever come back to tell the truth. He definitely yeah. won't come back with this administration for sure. At least, at least not anytime I, soon. Yeah. I think, I think, a, yeah, a good five, ten years need to pass by. The court uh, has to, this has to be already handled in court before any sort of, even if it's not for the president, even if it's for fucking Ropeiro, bro, it, it, it would, it would need a lot for him to come back. It would need a lot. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. The only thing I hope that happens is uh, the, um, the AG uh, 
uh, so they can discuss uh, uh, if Verandes will could stay or could not stay. But I don't know if they have enough to uh, to kick him out because it has to be something like severe to ask for uma destituição. It can't just mm -hmm. be because you don't like him, you know. It has. They have to prove he does. He's, he did something major to the club to kick him out, and I don't think they have enough. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, I that agree. Sporting, you know, movement that Roma Sporting. I don't know if they have enough. I read the whole thing, and the point. I see their point of view, and I agree with them, but they're kind of weak. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I think we'll leave that there. Um, and Steph, let's just go right into uh, modalidades. Okay, so let's talk about the modalidades, which uh, we have quite a few uh, interesting games. Uh, and ball, we had, uh, we didn't have any end ball. The uh, we finished sixth place as a national uh, team, uh, which is uh, the best ever for Portugal. Uh, the best before that was uh, seventh place. So congrats to the uh, handball uh, national team. In uh, uh, our ladies, they uh, we lost at home against Sporting Braga. Uh, just in case you guys didn't know, Sporting Braga used to be a filial to Sporting many moons ago. Their flag was actually green and white, mm -hmm. and then they deviated from that. I don't know why, but they kept the name. So, so they should give away the name too. Um, Yeah, sure Benfica de Braga, seus filhos da puta. Yeah, so... Sorry. No, it's cool. Um, Sport so Lisboa é também de Braga. <laughs> <laughs> so, the ladies lost, but to tell the truth, Braga did play better. Uh, they, they did an amazing job uh, pressuring our team, and they gave us no chance whatsoever. Uh, so scored in the yeah. first minute, right? If I'm not mistaken, 24 seconds. Jesus. Yeah, within 24 seconds they they were winning, and then uh, uh, another pretty uh, awesome goal by them, and we basically had no reaction. We it was a it was a day off, I think, for for Sporting uh, mm -hmm. ladies because we've been we've been playing pretty good against uh, Benfica. We tied two two for the cup league against the. Uh, Braga away, we won 3-1 uh, at their home in no, Primeiro de Maio. So we're still in the title race uh, against, uh, you know, uh, Benfica will be at home, I think, the 8th or 9th of February. So we'll see what's going to happen. But then the Iniciates, we won 5-2 away at Vitória de Stubal. Another great performance by our, our under-15. Uh, they're still in the first place. So congratulations to them. We spoke about Juvenis. We lost the final against Athletic Madrid. We finished second, but what a great performance by our kids. Uh, it was the Saudi Leaders' Cup. Uh, the first game we lost one, we, we won one nothing against uh, Virtudo de Constanta. And then uh, we won 4-2 against Jink. And then we lost the final. Uh, the juniors, we spanked uh, Bolnes. We won 5-1 after the first half. It was a pretty tough. It was a 1-1 tie. And then in the second half, we just demolished them and we pulled up a great performance. So uh, the juniors, I don't know if you guys remember, but at the beginning of the championship, they were in pretty bad shape. They picked 
picked up the slack and now they're in second place. Still behind Benfica by nine points, but that doesn't matter because we moved on to the championship phase, which will be all the teams from the north, south of Portugal, and uh, combined together. And then they'll start, everyone starts from zero and they play against each other twice, one, one game home, one away. So it'll be exciting. Uh, then the sub sub twenty under twenty three again we took a dump we against we lost against uh, um, we lost at home against Cover the Pirat for God's sake we can even win against Cover the Pirat we we doomed we might not even make the playoffs because uh, the first six teams makes makes the playoffs so we in danger of not making the playoffs can you believe that if we that would be ridiculous oh my goodness we were up. We won points. every game like 10 nothing to yeah. start the season. So it has to be something that uh, Lionel Ponce is missing. You you need to move. This is kids. And, you know, I understand, you know, when you when you in an academy environment, all these kids, you need to motivate them. So I don't know what the U, uh, under-15 coach is doing, but he's doing a superb job. The, uh, the under-19, they started really bad, but now they're doing a pretty good job. The under seventeen, they didn't qualify for the ne- next round. They they in the in the lower bracket, but they went to this tournament and they did pretty good. So, so the under twenty three team, the coach Lionel Ponce, I don't know. Either he really sucks, but he needs to come up with something, because you know the excuse of losing Pedro Mendes to the A squad is not good enough. You have good enough players to make a good team to the motivate them. The slide was happening before Featherman's left, like last week. <laughs> Ag- agreed. So, to me, that's not good enough. They have to do a lot better. Uh, so then in futsal, um, let me see. Next time, I don't know. Okay. Hold on. Give me a second. Futsal, we won. We, uh, we basically... Uh, we won. Uh, did you guys remember the score of futsal? I don't off the top of my head. One sec. I know we won by uh, a crazy, uh, like I think it was like eight four or something. So we we pretty much you know killed them. Um, oh, it's twelve three. Twelve three. Twelve three. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. And then uh, Tasa Portugal in uh, in ladies, we won nine one against Vidas Futsal. Uh, goal ball, we won. We won thirteen uh, three against Cea Cultural and twelve two against Football Club Port. Okay, Patins, uh, we won. Five, uh, we won uh, and we we are in first place in conjunction with uh, Befica. We lost. We won five three against. Uh, FC Turkel, the Rivers Ops at home, 8 1. We spanked them. Um, then, uh, and that's it. That's that's the major. I know the ladies won as well in volleyball, and the guys 3 0, 3 0. Uh, so they did pretty good as well. Our basketball team also won the last match. Uh, so, and we're still in first place in the basketball team. Um, so, you know, uh, pretty much that that's all the major sports that I can put together. Perfect. Uh, um, we, we, we won 3-0 in volleyball against Klub Kairos, and then the following day, 3-0 against Vienna, VC, and then um, 
and uh, that's and the scene in the ladies won three nothing against City Ops, and we won three nothing against Uzbelnets. That's it. Perfect. And um, all right, last thing to cover the uh, next week we're facing Braga again. This time again in Braga. This time for the league. Um, Christian, quick previews and predictions of uh, of this upcoming match on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Braga is flying high right now. Um, not going to be an easy game, as we saw. I mean, they kind of gave it to us when we played them, and then they went on, and they put in a hell of a performance, and uh, were deserved winners against Porto in the final of the, of the League Cup. So, uh, obviously, this is probably Braga's best point of the season because they didn't start off too hot, so they're definitely peaking now, and I... Not a bad time to peak, you know, right around the halfway point. So not exactly the greatest time to catch them, especially at, on the road. Um, really, really tough to predict what this game is going to look like um, because we may or may not have our best player. Um, but I have a strange feeling that we probably will. Um, and also, I'm assuming Sporaj is probably going to play from the start. And that's a... That's going to be his first real game. I mean, today was the, the kitty league compared to that game. Um, so, And, you know, he is familiar with them. That is that is something worth mentioning. He has scored against them twice this season. Um, so um, hopefully he can add to that tally. And I think that we draw 1-1. One, one. Fair enough. How about you, uh, uh, Steph? I, I, think, I think Sporting, if, um, if uh, Silas uh, doesn't... Um, you know, invent some bullshit. We'll be actually in good shape. Uh, we have uh, a Camacho um, getting better and better each game. Uh, the kid is phenomenal as far as uh, um, you know, as a uh, um, lateral uh, stream and also uh, as a winger. And also, he goes back and forth. He doesn't. He doesn't think he's just a a typical forward that doesn't have to run back. He goes back and helps the defense. So I'm, I'm starting to see what we expected from Camacho. And that's good because the more he plays, the more uh, you'll be motivated and his confidence will be higher. Um, then I like the fact that Jovan Cabral is back. That's also a very good news because uh, he has a lot of speed and himself as well. He does help out the defense. Um, I like Sporad, and as, like Chris said, today was his first game. He was he was not even supposed to play that much. Um, he just came from a new team to a new team to from a different, completely different league, more physical our league. Um, and then uh, I believe his league stopped a little while ago, so he didn't play for a couple weeks. He was they were actually on a Preseason on a winter break. Yeah, yeah they were on a winter break. In, in Turkey, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, you know, I'm not trying to find excuses for the guy, but if he, if he was indeed sick and then all the adaptation to a new team, team, team uh, you know, shipmates, team members, not knowing them, their tendencies, how, you know, Bruno Fernandes plays, how, how uh, you know, uh, uh, Wendell plays, you know, it's, it's the commercial place. It's different. It's a different ball game. 
So now it's going to have a whole week getting to know them better in practice before Braga. That's a little bit better. Uh, you'll adapt to the club a little bit better after one week, which is still not you know enough time. Uh, but you know I like him better. He's more mobile than Luis Felipe. I saw him running back and forth and knowing the defenders, the defense, which I like that. And I saw him looking for the open space, so I like that too. Now, I'm a little bit concerned about still, and today he actually was consistent, but doomed yet. I don't know. Uh, in, in big games like that, that's when he fucks up the most. He can't turn with his back, uh, you know, uh, with his back back to uh, to the defense. He sucks at that. And and they know those teams know when you know, we play against Benfica, Bruno lies. They they told him pressure this guy. Once he gets the ball with his back turned to us, he sucks, and he does. So <clears throat> he also but sucks he, when he's facing them forwards, but he definitely sucks more when he's facing them backwards. <laughs> today today was actually <laughs> this is the best game he's had in weeks. Yes, you yes, know today, why? Because there's absolutely no pressure on him. Yeah. But the number six is supposed to be the saving grace for the center backs. You know, that's why yeah. you have a number six. You're supposed to to be a bumper to absorb the impact before it gets to uh, our defense. That's the function of a number six. Uh, and then uh, Luis Net today was the, the worst player for me in the sporting team. We he need to talk about why he always he come he, he comes his challenges he comes in recklessly so often. Yes, so yeah. often. And That's he did it again today. He comes in elbow on the back of the head. He comes in like a crazy person at least once a game. Yeah, like, and in the midfield, when there's, you know, it was not even a dangerous play. I'm like, fuck, what is he doing? Yeah, I mean, if he was a regular starter, he would rack up that five yellow card suspension in like seven weeks, you know? Yeah. I mean, so, against Braga, we'll have Mathieu back. If we, if we have Mathieu, Sebastian Kuat, Stefan Ritovsky, and let's say that we still have a Cunha. Uh, I would put Borja, and I would put a Cunha on Cunha the, at the wing. Yeah, at the wing. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I would tell Gizet to go to uh, the fucking Bancadas. And he's lucky because he's still watching the game for free and getting paid. What the fuck? I wish I was Gizet. Or could I, Me too. You know? and then he's I'm, making more money than any of them. Yeah. Way more he's money making, than any of he's them. He's making more money than I'll ever make in my lifetime this year. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would play with. I would play with uh, Luis Maximiano, Kritovsky, Kwatz, Pacheco, Borja, then Acuna, then Camacho on the other mm. side, then Sporad. I would even Wendel. This is where it gets and, interesting and, in the middle. And Bruno exactly. Fernandes. And uh, Wendel, Bruno Fernandes. If Bruno Fernandes still there. I was going to say. Yeah. If we'll Bruno Fernandes is not there, then, you know, we we are seriously in trouble. But I don't... I would even... Wendell Bataglia Dumbia. I don't really want to see that, that too much. Yeah. That is and the nastiest thing you've ever said in your life. <laughs> And, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, uh, I think so, too. Puto. Como é que ele se chama-se? Rodrigo. Rodrigo Fernandes. E o Miguel Luiz? What happened to Miguel Luiz? You lying? Fucking, I don't know, man. I mean... <laughs> he played for the U23s a few times. I think he but, played this 
I don't know about this weekend. I don't maybe know the if weekend it's a prior. lack of motivation, but he lost his step. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure if we sub Bruno Fernandes, we might be. Um, but that's the thing. If we wait until the last day of the market, we're not going we'll to have time to play a midfielder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's what sucks about this. I mean, and then we shit out of luck because Chris just said it all. It'll be Wendell, Dumbia, and Bataglia. Only shit. That's not good. You can't even. Who's on the bench then? Rodrigo Fernandes? I'd rather see him. Yes. Luis. I mean, yeah, unless we really start match. calling up some U23 players, like um, that's how Czech Silva, Matos Nunes. Maybe they will down the road, but they definitely won't for this game. I yeah, mean, he, Silas and Silas and Kaiser have both so far shown that they're they want youngsters in their training squads, right? So, like, if they're good enough to practice, and you're constantly practicing them, you got to start bleeding them in. Now, I don't say you throw them into a Braga game, but. I mean, this should have been work done prior just in case this event shows up. Because if we don't have Bruno Fernandes uh, against, uh, on Sunday, then Steph saying he was optimistic and will probably finish fifth is um, probably more likely than, than me ever wanting us finishing third. You know what I mean? Without Bruno Fernandes, the second half of the season is going to be tough. Tougher than the first. I think so, because we have a, tough, a lot of tough games away. Yep, yeah, all I of mean- them. We have Guimarães away, we them. have Benfica, Porto, we're about to play Braga. We, have, uh, we played everybody at home already. It was, you know, I'm, I'm so, uh, I don't know what to say, man, to tell the truth. It's, 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 it scares the shit out of me when I think about, yeah. you know, what we have to, when, where we have to play. Of course, you have to take it day by day, well, game by game, and you shouldn't mm-hmm. think that far ahead. But you kind of mm-hmm. have to. You know, I don't yeah. know, bro. We 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 in real trouble. And if Bruno Fernandes gets sold, I mean, who, who do we have? Let me see. Uh, we have Bernard Bernard Souza. Gernard, or Gerald might come back. <laughs> True. The rumor is if we sell if we sell uh, Fernandes, Gerald stays. But if we don't sell Fernandes, he's gonna go on loan to Bilinis Saab. So. But that's the problem. Jesus U- Christ. U- that's U- that's worse than death. He hasn't, he hasn't, Geralt hasn't played in months, though. And that, yeah, that, and plus, defensively, he's not that great. He's not going to do shit here. Yeah, we have Mateus Nunes, like you said before, Nun Moreira, Dimitar Mitrovsky, uh, Tomas Silva, you Bruno Paz, yeah. but he just came back with Bruno Paz. And that's I would love the- to see Bruno Paz back, though. But that's yeah, agree, the six yeah. we have in our under twenty three. So I don't know. I was, oh, I, I, I forgot. Noons, we forgot like somebody, boys. Him. We forgot Eduardo Enrique. Oh my fucking god! I don't even count on him. That's why I didn't <laughs> mention his name. We, we really shouldn't. <laughs> we should. We should send him back to fucking Belenenses. <laughs> the, the, the real fucking the refund. Real yeah, he said like well, three and a half million for that. In the I fourth was, division, that's where you should be playing. I thought he was coming to replace Dumbia, or at least to be the, his backup as a number six. I don't think they knew his position when they signed him. Okay. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> because if you look at our wingers, we have a lot of options now. If, if, he, if he's going to go with Jovan uh, Cabral, uh, Camacho, and, mm-hmm. uh, and Plata, we have a lot of options. Vaz, we still have Balassi, Vietu. I don't count on Balassi and Vietu. Vietu, yes, of course. Vietu, yeah. Yeah, of course. 
But Balassi, no. He's too clumsy. He just got a red card because he can't even fucking stop when he has to. I mean, I know you guys like him. Fair. No, for sure. No, no, no. But my thing is, is I'm only counting him because Celia's and, and well, Celia's plays him a lot. If Celia's didn't play him a lot, then, I mean, that's fine by me. Like, we have young wingers to play, you know? So... I would give him the benefit of the doubt if he if he scored goals and or assists, but, yeah. but he's he's not scoring goals, no assists. When he tries to dribble, he's too clumsy. He loses the ball a lot. Temutegara, I I hear that a lot. Temutegara, vou para o caralho. But I don't want the player to temutegara. I want that too, of course, but I want results, yeah. and I haven't seen that from Balassi. Gisele. Paris Saint-Germain, they don't, they don't even want him back. Yeah. They said, no, you keep him until June. <laughs> like He's under contract me. there for another year. They're going to have to pay him 7 million euros next season, too, and, and find another sucker to loan him out to. Uh, don't worry. If it enters his president, he'll buy him. Don't you worry, <laughs> bro. <Yeah. Shoot. laughs> he doesn't even come out in public anymore. <laughs> bro, he's he's in China right now, bro. He's trying to so- uh, solve the uh, coronavirus, bro. Uh, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> the humanitarian and a man of the people. You know, <laughs> my neighbor, you know, he's like, he came to me. And he's like, hey, have you heard about the coronavirus? Said, yeah, I heard about it. It's like pretty bad. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I stopped drinking Corona. I'm like, I don't think it's related to that, bro. Yeah, but we, we, we are in bad shape against Praga. I'm going to say 1-1 one, one as well. Oh, 2-2. Two, two. It's going to be a tie. 2-2? Two, two. Uh, yeah, I'll go with that, too. I'll say That'd two, be a good two. result for us this Saturday. I'm, I'm here for 2-2 two, two or 1-1. One, one. Yeah. I'm fine with a tie. Um... All right, boys, that's podcast number 64. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, keep following us on Twitter. That's Spartan160 underscore E-N. Um, and, yeah, we've got Spartan, guys. Viva.